Mahai. It's me, Bam. And it's me, Abba. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Nostalgic. Hello, Abba, Abba, Abba. Hello, Ben, Ben, Ben. You're listening to Nostalgique, Nostalgique. We've never done, I don't think we've ever we've done that. We've never done before. that. Like, that felt weird yeah, to me doing that just now. I'm like, you, yeah. It's like they know, we we treat our audience with respect and that like we know that they don't need to be reminded because <laughs> the name of the podcast is on their phone yes. when they're listening. You know, We're not like the other podcasts who feel like we need to spoon feed it to you. <laughs> okay. We know that you're grown-ups. Okay, not to go on a complete departure from spoon feeding, but um, I I was looking at our metrics the other day, and we have listeners in, like, Ivory Coast, like, four. But I think that's so – like, do they know each other, the four people I who are listening? I was just going to say. Yeah. I, like, are there a friend I group? truly – I really hope it's four friends. Me too. I hope it's four friends. And I just think it's so funny that they might have just stumbled across the podcast because it's in French. The title's French. <gasps> Oh, and then they're like disappointed. They're like, wait, like, what? what? They're like, okay. wait. I literally in my head, I was like, how do you say what in French? And immediately went, que? Like, <laughs> par- pardon is what they pardon? say. Pardon? Can you guys tell I, pa- I stopped taking French in grade nine? Um, <laughs> oh my God. I truly, it's such a bummer because I, there was a time when I was decent at French. I was never Did you ever go to immersion? French immersion? I was never an immersion, but I was always in high school and middle school. No, not in middle school. When I got to high school, I was in like enriched French oh, okay. where it was like, oh, it was just like a class where like we could only speak in French yes. and like it was more conversational. Yes. And then I like was like moving to Montreal after high school. And I remember feeling like I've got this. Yeah. Like I'm going to be, well, it was before Emily in Paris mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say that they robbed my life experience, but it was very Ben it's in Montreal. It's very similar to your likeness is what we're saying. Famously, before there was Emily in Paris, there was Ben in Montreal. Ben in Montreal. <laughs> But Can you nobody. That? I should. Tr- I'm actually going to tweet, tweet that. That's very you. good. That's, that's pretty funny. But literally, watch it. Like the the episode comes out way past. The, I've tweeted that. The tweet only gets eight likes. <laughs> they, but they just. I think they just announced <coughs> season two, so maybe topical. Oh, trending. Trending. Maybe she's trending. But nobody spoke French to me in. <coughs> excuse me. In Montreal, oh. because like you speak, you speak to them, and automatically like. Yeah. They know. They know you're an Anglo. And I get it. I honestly get it. Mm. Like, I would be... If it's easier for me to understand, yeah. like, I take that route, too. Yeah. It's like when people are drunk and they're like, oh, like, I speak a bit of Spanish. Like, can we practice? I'm always like, girl, we're not going to do that. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. <laughs> like, it's Never, ever, ever will do that. It would be like, oh, like, I'm going to, like, Costa Rica for a trip. Can you teach me a couple of phrasings? I'm like, I can do you one better. If you open your app, there's an app <laughs> called Duolingo. And that they Sign will do up. that, and my, and they'll send my you time won't be wasted. They'll send you a link. Exactly. And I hear Duolingo, you like there's like little emojis that kind of tell a story yes. throughout. Like your emoji becomes more cultured as you get more like yes, in the languages. you get like medals. Like there are um, milestones. Yes. Yeah. And they like trap like the 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 emoji will be like you're good enough to like go to Italy now. Yeah. I'll oh, never really? learn another language like on my own. Like if I ever it's book a role where they're like you have to learn how to speak German. Like, I'll do it, but I won't do it well. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> you in the audition room? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not going to do it. I'll do time. it. <laughs> I But now all I want is to see you in like a German movie where you're speaking German. One time we did, it wasn't a Hedda Gabler. It was that one classic oh. German um, Brechtian play that you have to do uh. in high school. I literally I know this isn't the answer. It's like Mother like, something. Oh, Mother Courage. Mother Courage. Okay. Mother Courage. I'm, when I was doing Mother Courage I'm in so high smart. school, I had to learn a bit of German. And I did a pretty good job. My teacher was like, that was really great. And then I never could do it again. Like every other time I tried to replicate it, people were like, that sounds like a slur. It sounds like you're cussing me out. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> like, you know what I remember from Mother Courage mm-hmm. is the silent, the famous silent scream. Yes. The famous silent scream. When she can't reveal that it was her son who was killed. I can't believe. See, this is why theater school is so is so toxic. Is like as hard as you try to forget. You can't. You're always a theater kid. Your entire life, you're a theater kid. And it's Mm. it's sad because I'll watch people who are the thing about theater kids is that if you grow up and you become somebody who has depression or is anxious or is like kind of like um there's a darkness inside of you, you're like automatically mm-hmm. cool and cultured. But if you're like, yes. if you've just always been a happy theater kid, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're, if you're in it just for the jovial nature, yeah. it's like, no. Go to hell. No, no, you no. have to be because, <laughs> multifaceted no, no. in your theater kidness. And I, I'm the type of, I'm the type of person who will still like, I will have a lip sync in my bedroom or in the shower to a musical theater <laughs> yes! song where tears will be streaming yes. down my face. I'm literally picturing the drag race judges like crying, like it cuts to Michelle Visage <laughs> and she's just like I fingers, love- fingers under the watermark of her eyes. I, like I love how you automatically go to the American drag race and not the Canadian one. <laughs> Are you, I feel like this is betrayal. Oh, uh, no, I would actually prefer, I would actually prefer if it was like Brooklyn turning to like Stacey be like, <gasps> You, or no, what's her name? Yeah, Stacy. Okay, yeah. Mackenzie. Stacy Mackenzie. Okay, Famous I name. literally, I truly, I forget everyone's name. Who's the other Jeffrey Boyer? Jeffrey Boyer. But I don't like. Okay. Is he gonna be in the season? I hope so. People gave him shit, 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 it shit. It really. He's oh, <gasps> oh, our guest has given an insider head nod to know. No. Oh, wow. And a hand and a hand and movement as well they, that told me they never better again. replace him with a, another black person. I know that's right. They should. Like, yeah. I just feel. It, yeah. yeah, it's it really did seem. It's like whether you disagree with his critiques or not, yeah. the the amount of hate where it's like it was stupid. Michelle Visage has stupid. said transphobic, homophobic, like slutphobic, like the most disgusting, vile so things. So much, and people will buy her stupid little skincare brand. Actually, that's a lie. They don't, but like still, <laughs> truly, her. and and even still, like they're like Michelle and RuPaul yeah. will perpetuate like yes. worse microaggressions yes. than whatever people were accusing mm-hmm. Jeffrey Burrow Chapman of, and if you go back to the earlier mm-hmm. seasons it's you can't no no like there's no no group is no group yeah. is safe rupaul is literally no. fracking and people are like yeah. jeffrey told someone to put makeup on their butt i mean i don't agree with any body shaming but telling someone to put makeup on their butt there's a nice way to say it and it definitely is a thing where you have to put makeup on your butt if your butt is going to be on stage unfortunately like people just yeah. put makeup on their butt to perform it's going to be out. Also, just, like, the queens, like, I feel like at the time, and maybe I'm misremembering it, but I feel like even Alona mm-hmm. or the queens who are, like, getting these, like, back critiques yeah. were tweeting being, like, guys, Leave like, Jeffrey enough. Yeah. Like, it was a show. Like, they're all doing their yes. jobs. And it's true, like, it's like, I don't think Jeffrey Bora Chapman is the type of person that goes around telling people to cover their ass exactly. with makeup. 
I think he was doing a job and he, he knows the type of roles that need to be filled yes. on a panel. And he was like, some of these critiques have to be harsh to make a, a dynamic exactly. uh, episode. And, and he was just kind of fulfilling his job. Ex- you know? And this isn't great Canadian, ba- is it Baking Show or Bake Off? Baking Show. Baking Show. This, bake, isn't, baking show. this isn't that. Like, know. not everyone's going to be this tootie not. and sweet to you, okay? It's not Anne Pornell and fucking Alan Shane. <laughs> it is. <laughs> this is not Anne Pornell. It's not sweet people. Except she would make a, gr- she would make a great Jetron. A drag. Oh, drag yes. Absolutely. She would make a great Absolutely. Drag and I think that. Her in a comedy challenge? Less. Who can we talk to about this? What producer do I have to talk to to get them to make this happen? <laughs> like we we might know some somebody. You know you know who else I think would make a great judge on Drag Race. Okay, our guest. Our guest. He's a very special person. Very special to me personally. Truly. Um. He he's very 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 um stacked in terms of <laughs> in terms of his credits. Just to call Brandon stacked. Period is very funny to me. He's very stacked. <laughs> but he wrote on Twenty Two Minutes. Um, he, he, he wrote on the Beaverton, he wrote on Beaverton. Tall Boys and Gary and his Demons. There's more. <gasps> oh my God. Head writer of Entitled Black Sketch Project. I know, that's which, right. Which ABBA is a part which of. I am and a part pa- of and happy to be so a part of. So many past guests of this podcast, Coco Galore, Brandon Ash Mohammed, Adonis Charlie, yes. all a part of it. So yes. follow Entitled Black, uh, Black Sketch Project on Instagram and stay tuned because there's big stuff coming. There's big stuff coming. And I know. An alumni of Second City, yes. main stage, yes. which is and, huge. And huge. when I was taking conservatory last year, RIP, <sighs> um, who knows if we'll ever be in a physical Second City building at all. Who knows? Um, but um, whenever we had to watch like uh, the older um, reviews and stuff like that, I was always like, I'd always go to Brandon's stuff. I was like, this is written well. Wow. This is really fucking funny. I love the perspective of this. It has a statement. It has something to say. So I've always stand, and I do continue to stand. So please uh, welcome yes. to the podcast, Brandon, Brandon Hackett. Hey, Yay. Hi. That was, that was so, so nice. Good. Thank you very much. Of course. It's all true. Oh. It's true. These are just, we literally listen <laughs> facts. Yes. I guess I... We deal That's with facts do, on this podcast. We deal with facts. <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> we really don't. <laughs> we really cannot say that. Yeah. If you're a new listener, we'll say this now. We deal in theories and rumors and gossip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In, in thoughts and feelings, but Brandon, welcome. Thank you to the for pod. having me. It was oh so goodness. nice hearing you both talking. By the way, just now because I just wanted to keep chiming in so much. There was so much that I wanted to oh. say. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh my yes. god. That makes me yes. Happy. Yeah. Well, now's your, now's your, now's your time. <laughs> well, I guess I was thinking of like the theater school sort of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Were you? We might oh, have been totally. in the same program, but like years apart. Uh, were you ever? I don't know if you want to want me to expose your yeah, life yeah. on your podcast. No, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> Um, no, I was at um, I was at U of T. Well, yeah, but the drama program there is the UCDP, so like through University College. Is it? Yeah, it's called <laughs> University College <laughs> Drama Department. Oh my god, it is the University College Drama Department. I'm so sorry. Oh I always god. in my head, I'm always like, yes, Helen um, Phelan uh, Drama yeah, Center. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you're right. It is. Oh my God, the acronym. Yes. Abba finally checks their diploma. Pardon? What did you say? You finally check your diploma. You're like, it says what? I'm like, oh yeah. 
<laughs> no, it doesn't. It never says on your diploma. It's like this person studied something that's never gonna oh, make yeah. them money, and yet. Right. Uh, but so you, <laughs> so you were at the U of T. I was there for like program. one year. So oh, I, cool. uh, it was my second okay. year because I, I think you still audition for you have to audition for it, and a lot of people do it for like their second year. Uh, I did it for yes. like one year, and then I was like, not for me. Uh, and yes. then uh, I just did okay. like uh, art stuff on campus, like. Um, nice that's good i feel like you took the better route because i stuck through like i stuck it out for the program and i wish i had it. oh really <laughs> was i was, was pia yeah. claver still there pia yes pia was still there i had pia i had pia taught me um theory yes. she she taught theory courses um yeah yeah very cool yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's I such an interesting academia. program. It's very heavy on theory and lectures, which I think is good. But um, it's a lot of stuff to do at U of yeah. T because all your classes act like they're the most important classes. But your drama classes, which should be the most important, are always like way too stacked. Yes. Like everything is oh, just, yeah, for sure. And lot. they tell you, they're wow. like, well, you, you shouldn't be doing theater outside of this program yeah. uh, or whatever. Yes. I just want to do comedies. <gasps> I was doing comedy. Uh, a bunch on campus, and then yeah. it's just like, mm-hmm. I, can, I can do this and study something else. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Once you realize you could get lost, and you're like, wait, I don't have to kind of just like stand on stage for 20 minutes while yeah. I'm talk. Okay, so yeah. it could just exactly. be me. Yeah. I was like, I definitely prefer this. Mm-hmm. That's so, UFT sounds so scary. Like, I went to Concordia for creative writing, which is very much kind of like a drop in yoga class <laughs> of the university. Yeah. Like, it was really kind of like, you make it work for you. And if anything, they were like, please, like, if you miss university for like a poetry reading, do that. Like, we prefer it. <gasps> That's so um, helpful. Which I mean, it was, but there, but that also created a lot of leeway for professors to get, I'll say it, fired for sexual okay. <gasps> So. Big scandals, oh. big scandals. My, pro- my, yeah, like the third, my third year, my program, which was very small, was rocked by a scandal. Like two professors were, were fired, and yeah, and one of them was my own. And he would like pub. He had like a he p- was part of like a mini, like Montreal magazine, and he would like publish students' work. So it was like very toxic. But at the time, it's like you're 20 and your professor is yes. like, oh, I want to publish your story. Yeah. I was like, this is the beginning of everything. Yeah. Like, I'm Lena Dunham now at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh but God. I mean, here I am. <laughs> here I am. Still here we all are. But theater school is, I, theater school is a very interesting yeah. environment. I did four years of arts high, high school, so it was like theater in high school, mm. which, oh, what I school? I went to Cardinal Cardinal. Yes, eh? so I was up in North York. <gasps> shut the front door ah. I Cardinal Carter rich history because I did Canadian yeah. improv games and it was always like my school up against where'd you Cardinal go what was your school and Rose Rosedale yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the messy one the messy one the, everyone the knows it the messy, messy one. school yes <laughs> but Cardinal Carter always yeah we are we are messy Cardinal Carter I feel w- was very like they were like cause it's like a is it? I correct me if I'm wrong. Like yep. a Catholic art school. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Because they seemed very like we were like the girls who reeked of cigarettes, and they were like, we practice for like five million yeah. hours, and we're gonna win all the categories at Canadian Improv Games. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That was Carter. I was only in the improv team for one year with uh, Monica. <gasps> I don't know if you know Monica. Um, oh yeah. yeah no yeah, way. Just, yeah. That's yeah. wild. So I was, but I was on the team for one year, and I like, uh, I was <laughs> very bad at it. Um, because I was oh, I can't 16 years old. Well, yeah, because yeah. I made a career out of it eventually. Uh, 
yeah. <laughs> revisiting trauma <laughs> as, a, as a job. Very, uh, very. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah, it was like the one year that I did it, it was like the one year I did not get on the honor roll because it was just like every. Uh, we were just rehearsing all the time, like mm. after school. We had March break and we rehearsed a bunch mm-hmm. of March break. And I lived out of town, like I lived in Pickering and had to like oh. come into North York for like March break rehearsals and stuff like that. Um, but they wow. were super. They were super serious about their improv team and still are, I think. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really, it truly that was the thing. It was like it was like province wide known. It was like a reputation thing. Mm-hmm. Of like Cardinal Carter, they are like vicious and they will eat you alive. And it was like true. They would do like elaborate. You guys would do like elaborate like body improv. Like people would make like a dartboard and someone's like flying through yeah. the air as like a dart and like <laughs> a big guy's like carrying like some like small girl. She's like, "Wee, I'm a dart!" And like everyone's like, "Yes!" <laughs> like going like just having the best yeah. time in the audience. It was. Aww. It was. Yeah, it was a spectacle. One year I was on it. Yeah. We uh, were work- We were workshopping. Uh, um, rock opera as like uh, our thing, oh. which <laughs> fits into the theme, oh. into what we're, I guess, what I'm bringing to today's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, perfect transition, actually. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, if you want to go ahead and introduce the person we're talking I'm about. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I looked at what everyone uh, was talking about, and they seemed like fun, cool uh, pop people of the of the 80s yes. through 90s. Uh, so I decided to go with <laughs> yes. uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Just stuffiest, weirdest. I love it though. No, we love it. We're, I'm glad we're finally venturing into the realm of musical theater. Yes, this is this musical is theater is very it's pop. Like it became extremely popular a few years ago. Musical theater like started playing on the radio and stuff like that, and now everyone got into um, Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, year. for sure. It got yeah, really, yeah. Truly. Like, I think it's like the default genre for a lot of musical theater is kind of pop nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber was mm. definitely the, maybe not the first person, but certainly the most prominent mm. person to do that and kind of ride it to mm-hmm. giant success. Um, that was yes, my justification. Yes. He's like so rich. He's like, <laughs> isn't he like, <laughs> isn't he like, like the wealthiest man in the world or uh, something? He's not like, the wealthiest man in the world, but he's probably like one of the top five wealthiest people in Britain. I would <laughs> just off the top of my head, I would guess. Yeah. Literally one of the first questions when you Google his name is, is Andrew Lloyd Webber a, a billionaire? Probably. And wow. the answer is. No, but he's he talks like <laughs> nobody talks like him. Eight hundred million um, pounds oh. is pounds? That's this calculation. I think at that point you might as well just round it up. Exactly. Yeah, that, you're exactly. a you're a billionaire at that point. Wow. Jesus Christ. Okay. Wow. That's that amazing. is ex- that's extraordinary, and I remember hearing that he wanted to like buy the Downton Abbey house. That was when I like realized like oh he must be really rich because he wanted to buy mm-hmm. Downton Abbey. That is crazy. And they were like, we actually can't do that. We can't. And he was like, but I have the money. <laughs> they were like, it's just a set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I <laughs> but I want to live there. <laughs> we're the characters and the costumes as well. It's like, those are, those are all actors. You should yeah. know this, Andrew. <laughs> but it's true that Andrew, like, Andrew, Andy. Um, it is true that Andy L. <laughs> Andy L. W. Um, I'm. I actually feel crazy right now, but it's, he like his, his music is poppy. Like you could listen to it. Like there's some songs where I'm like, if this wasn't 
if this wasn't like a live production or if I wasn't like aware that this was from a musical theater soundtrack, mm-hmm. I could believe that this was just like a campy pop rock yeah. song. Mm-hmm. You well, know what I, I, mean? I think like I don't know how common uh, this was as a practice back in the day when he and Tim Rice were sort of getting started, but uh, definitely a lot of the songs from their um, early albums those were also released by mm-hmm. the people who sang them as their own singles. Um, so oh, for like Evita, okay. oh. uh, which was originally released as a, a yes. concept recording, yes. uh, uh, was it pa- Julie Covington, I think was the original, was the one who sang it on that recording. And she, yeah. she I think was the one who uh, originally had the radio version of uh, Don't Cry For Me Argentina. Um, mm. I think they did the same thing with like Jesus yes. Superstar and yes. Joseph. <gasps> Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God! No, oh it's God. true. It's so funny. Well, we we had an episode uh, featuring Ayaka, um, where she brought on Robert Glasper, and he's like huge composer, huge uh, um, uh, producer. And it was so funny to realize like the geniuses behind all these pop tracks are like very quiet, incredibly talented people who like shape so much of pop culture and we don't even really know who they are. We don't really know their profiles. It feels like Andrew Lloyd Webber is very much a character though. Yeah. Like he's not a quiet person by any means. No, like. no, certainly not. I mean, I think mm. he's probably like in demeanor is probably a little bit of a like bashful, timid kind of mm. fellow. But uh, I think his music is kind of larger than life. And, uh, and also yes. I, I am under no illusions that his music is, uh, <laughs> you know, it was like Robert Glasper, like <laughs> crucial to the cultural conversation. Like I am totally, <laughs> yeah. like, he, it is in a way, it is for sure. But I, I, I'm also like, mm. I, I, I also bring him up because he's like kind of silly, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like just this yes. bombastic, like pop, truly, you know, music mm-hmm. from like the seventies and eighties and stuff like that. Yes. I think he's just so so funny but he's like you know he's obviously yeah. like big and like is probably mm-hmm. responsible for or played a very big role in the um mm. oh i can't even think of the word uh but you know the the mega musical great yes yeah. yes yes, Ooh, yes mega right. musical vocation that's yes. that's the word no the I, I feel yeah. like well we were talking we were talking about jesus christ superstar earlier today because we did another interview it's, yeah we were and i i can't get over how like gay that musical is it's just very queer it's very queer coded and i feel like that might just be the mm. 70s but this right. um i feel like when I, when i was younger and i thought of like musicals i thought of like swells i thought of like these like cute little quips, these short little moments of talking, whatever, like definitely Sondheim like um, specific. But with Andrew Lloyd Webber, it really feels like he creates like a pop like landscape. Like he's very like into that, that type of genre. Do you feel like, do you see those influences in like real pop music? Have you ever listened to a song and been like, huh, I can see Andrew Lloyd Webber like having a hand in this or like influencing this? Oh, maybe, yeah. Like uh, when you say like he's Mm. just sort of like, when you, when you say that, do you mean that he's kind of like uh, his songs are very like these broad sort of like suites, like very big or orchestra? yes, like yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose so. Yeah, uh, I think that's mm. a really good point. And I'm I'm trying to like think of like specific examples and like uh, pop mm. music, but like um, not to put you on the spot. No, no, it's just good to <laughs> it's just good to think. About, like uh, uh, mm. I definitely think that like you had 
pop music in like the seventies and eighties that started to skew way more theatrical and way more dramatic yes. and way more mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, with a sound that was very like enriched <laughs> by various means. Mm. So right. Maybe, um, Oh, I don't know. This isn't like the best example, but like I think of like uh, you know that song Rosanna by Toto. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> oh my god, like yeah. specifically that because you know the guy yeah. from Toto is uh, John Williams' son, so he probably has a lot of uh, musical background. But uh, but like yeah. music that's just like these sweets and very like rich and very like theatrical yes. and, and and fun and stuff like that. Rich, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. coming out of you know Andrew Lloyd Webber's sort of like mm. you know <laughs> pop songs that are yeah. It's a weird yeah. feedback loop. I think of like mm. what's mm-hmm. that song? Kiss on the Rose, Kiss by a Rose. Oh yeah, that too. Something like that. Yeah. That song to me feels yeah. very theatrical, it's but so it's, funny. it's true. Andrew Lloyd Webber is like, he is like a, he's kind of like, to me, like the Willy Wonka of like <laughs> musical theater. Like he's this eccentric yeah. figure. Yes. Like there's kind of like some mystique around him. He's like, he's so, so rich. I mean, okay. I'm outing myself as a comedy bang bang listener. Okay. <laughs> I promise I'm not a straight man. Mm-hmm. Don't crucify me. Um, but one of the big characters on that show is Paul F. Tompkins, yes. Paul F. Tompkins yeah. as Andrew Lloyd Webber. And it's so funny. And like, just like, and that was my first kind of like introduction to him as a character. Mm. And then like you YouTube him or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, he really is like this ridiculous man who like his whole like a being is trying to harken back to like an old, like a time of like aristocracy that like does not exist yeah. anymore. But like uh, yeah. he's still living in that fantasy. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and it's like, it, it is kind of, I guess also why I find him so fascinating is that he made this grand career for himself and made all these riches from kind of effectively the silliest ideas. Um, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and, and part of the silly ideas is like, obviously the like writing pop music, but musical theater, but opera, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like mm-hmm. the fact that so many of his musicals are just sort of like, I, I want to write about this, this time, uh, you know, I want to write a yeah. musical, yeah. a musical about Jeeves and Worcester or, uh, or, you know, about, <laughs> yeah. uh, famously cats. Like cats is this sort of yes. big thing that everyone rolls their eyes at. <laughs> oh my goodness. But that's yeah. Yeah. Huge yeah. Uh, I love. Um, yeah. 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 What is your favorite Andrew Lloyd oh Webber God. musical? <laughs> Do you have, or is that too much? If if you have like a, yeah. it changes all the time. So the the main four that I kind of vacillate mm. between are, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar, Evita, um, uh, Cats, and Family yeah. Opera, just because they were all big to me. At oh individual wow! Points in my mm-hmm. life and were very important to me. Wow! Uh, I would say probably of that entire list, the one that I think has maybe aged the best is Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. Kind of ironically okay. because yeah. it is very much a product of its time, but it works kind of mm-hmm. works kind of as something in its time. And it's sort of like fun sometimes mm-hmm. to see different stagings of it yeah. and what they kind of do with the material and how they modernize it or whatever. Uh, so mm-hmm. that might be my favorite one. The one that I think is like probably the most, most maybe sophisticated of the works is probably Evita. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But it hasn't yes. aged because so much of that musical is just basically like being misogynist. <laughs> like some of it is just yes. being like, <laughs> yeah. basically yeah. like calling her like names for ambition and stuff like that. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then like her <laughs> at the end, like she, she died. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then probably have to go like Phantom and then Cats. 
Yes. Wow. <laughs> I love that. It's so interesting because, like, all four of those musicals mm-hmm. have, like, iconography attached to it or just, like, moments from all those stories that even if you haven't seen any of those productions, it's, like, you know about, like, the chandelier and Phantom. Yes. You know about Avita on the Balcony saying, yes. don't cry for me, Argentina. Like, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, from Cats, I don't know what. For cats, you just kind of like I don't know the yeah, cats, cats, the body, cats, the cats, yeah, cats, yeah. Like yeah. it's it's really crazy because it's like like you said these are the silliest ideas, yeah. and the fact that they work is kind of miraculous, and they're they're so different. Like mm-hmm. literally thinking about like Avita, which is like a political like biopic yeah. essentially, mm-hmm. and then like cats, like they're so different. Yeah. These ideas, like yeah, the, he has the mind range. of this man, his range and for I, sure, for sure. And I, as someone who's half Argentinian, have gone on a journey of that song, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people will love to be like, oh, you're Argentinian? Like, here's something <laughs> I know about that place is this song <laughs> that was actually written by a, a white person. And, like, people people love people love to say that. And, like, I used to be kind of like, oh, whatever. But now I'm in a place where I'm like, I love it. Mm, you love it. You That's own great. it. I actually love it. I own it. Own I am Evita. <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh my I god that people would be like uh, oh uh oh um you're argentinian uh well how about this song by two uh old uh british men who <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> who actually were at war with that country only right. decades ago yeah. <laughs> um so funny but do you so do you have when was like the first time you saw an andrew lloyd Webber so musical I... Was it professional? Was it high school? So like, I saw uh, Phantom of the Opera when I was like seven or eight years old. Mm. So that was back when Phantom was still <gasps> in its like 10 year long Toronto run. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. that was, I remember the Mervish posters. Yeah, like, there was all, a, yeah. Yeah, everywhere. There was a mall, yeah. like I think around Young and Dundas Square that they, where they had the like, uh, yeah. I don't know what to call them, sequins, sequin Phantom masks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, all the adverts and stuff like that. So I saw that when I was like eight years old. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen like a musical uh, or like a major production. Mm. So I remember seeing that and that uh, oh. uh, like changed my life. That was the, it was so mm. big. And I was like a huge, <sighs> oh, as a kid, like I was just a huge fan of, I guess there was like two two major things that it hit for me. So I was a big fan of like The Little Mermaid. Uh, yes. And so like... <sighs> So yeah, many well, parallels. Right, so the part where he's like, sing for me, you know, like that was just sort of like, I was like watching, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ursula take mm-hmm. her voice and, you know, and then I was also a fan, which mm-hmm. I think I'm, I kind of have this like soft theory or whatever that um, a lot of gay boys really love <gasps> like uh, masked men, like da- dark masked men with capes. Yeah. <gasps> I don't know what that is. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, and even now, there's like I mean, the whole there's a whole the fetish community is kind of built around yeah. that whole <laughs> that whole sensation. That's true. Like, wow, like, that is really like interesting. Opera, there's like Zorro, there's Batman, there's um... mm-hmm. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. Zorro, I always thought was gay. I was like, this is queer. Zorro is so gay. I wanted to be so Zorro queer. so bad, also. So yeah. there's something gender <gasps> non-confirming. Ah, but you with the hat would look. Listen, yeah. I could rock that shit. I'm trying you to get really cast could. as Zorro in the fucking remake. You with the okay? sword. You with the sword. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my so God, cute. I will absolutely write a script called Cool Zorro for you, Abba. <laughs> yeah. Please. That is Please. So It's just funny. the blade of Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the tagline. The blade is... 
<laughs> the blade of Zora. Oh um, my god. But yeah, so, so I yeah I saw that oh, uh, when I was eight years old. I've never like it was just the most amazing thing to me. And for the next year wow. or two years of my life, that was my entire personality. I was absolutely mm. the worst <laughs> person to be around because all I could talk about was kind no. of the opera. Oh. Uh, all I could do was. Uh, mm. <laughs> talk about opera because I thought it was opera. All I could do was, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so I was, sweet. Uh, I was like nuts. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, so, um, mm. I, I was really, I was really, really into that. And that kind of like, uh, set me on a track of, uh, number one, loving other Andrew Lloyd Webber shows and loving mm-hmm. other musicals, but then also getting really into, um, uh, this is a, a tangent. We don't have to necessarily go down this 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 path, but uh, I got really into classic rock because of that. So that was what I was into <sighs> in yes! high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been saying classic rock is gay, 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 gay. Classic it's rock gay. is gay. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, the, it is. It's men in costumes yeah, and makeup, machismo, yeah. and and All whatever. Like very, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Literally. theatrical, big. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. That is so, oh my god, I love the idea of a kid who's just like, my whole personality is Phantom yeah. of the Opera. <laughs> yes! Like a mask and a cape. Like, so like, precocious. You know. like. That's great that you love it because no other kid did. <laughs> Aww. That was, Aww. <laughs> that was yeah. a bit much. but. Uh, I feel like you and I were very similar yeah. in that way. Were you also way. like... Just like we were... Yeah, I, was, I wasn't necessarily into like... Um, theater or like musicals yet but i was big into like sailor moon i would i had the fake tiara i had the fake like buns like my hair was brown and like nappy but the buns were like long blonde and like silky and i'd wear that to school and i loved it so much no one else loved it but it was like this deep appreciation for the um campiness of like yes. Sailor Moon. I love yeah. Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh my god. god. I love That's so beautiful. So like what's your favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber like um musical project? Oh, musical project. That's a great question. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh my god, Abba. Okay. Maybe I have I have like Okay. I have like two, I guess. Mm. Um okay. these would still be his musicals, but um no Starlight Express. Do you know anything about Starlight Express? Mm. <gasps> so yes, I have questions. Brandon, sure. I have questions. Did people did people die? Starlight Express? Wasn't there the sorry? Wasn't there a thing that like okay, and maybe I am <laughs> okay, but judging listeners judging by Adam and Brandon's reactions, I don't think anybody died. <laughs> but wasn't there like a lot of accidents or something because they were like on rollerblades oh. and like people were like falling off the stage? I, I feel like I heard like jokes about that. Like musical theater jokes about like, am, oh, that's like a famously like cursed I'm production. Accidents happened because there was no way that you have a musical with okay. that um with that uh silly of a gimmick uh with that mm-hmm. amount of people doing it and not have any accidents so i'm sure mm-hmm. i don't know if people died yeah. but i i would not be surprised i don't know too too much about it i don't think people died either <laughs> as i said it out loud i was like i feel like people would talk about yeah. that more you know what no, i mean I think it just ended because it was like it was like what <laughs> like <laughs> so I, yeah. yeah it's regarded as like one of his flops it, I, I think is early I believe so, early. yeah. Like, it, it probably was big for a little bit. And I, I think what emboldened him to create that was the success of Cats. Because Cats, it is just mm. Cats, but it's trains. Uh-huh. This is my understanding. 
Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's just cats, but it's trains. That's his pitching. So, okay, you love cats. You love cats. Picture everything about cats. <laughs> trains, Picture everything honey. about right. cats. <laughs> trains yeah. instead. Um, I, I, oh, no. no I, yeah, but that's that's probably my favorite of his projects because it's just, it, it's, it's mm. like when people tell you to believe in yourself and you get a little bit of like positive yes. feedback. That's like a lesson yes. to also be like, but also don't always believe in yourself all the time. Like, listen to people. To <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Totally. And then there's the Love Never Dies. That's no, the other absolutely. one that I think is my favorite project. That's mm. his uh, sequel to Phantom of the Opera. Oh. Okay. Uh, and it's oh. uh, bad. <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs> it's like. What? I literally had no idea yeah, there was a sequel, sequel uh, for Phantom of the Opera, and it never made it to Broadway. It started out in the West End, and it okay. had like a bunch of guys oh. all over the place. You can yes. watch it. I I think I bought it on iTunes because I'm watching. <laughs> trying to watch it at some point, but it's like not yeah, tuneful. Yeah. It's rockier than mm. Phantom of the Opera. Mm. Yeah, okay. it's really like unsettling or something. It's just really off. That's really funny to me. Um, I I, th- I think there's also something really funny about um, somebody being so famous and so yeah. rich that they kind of have so much leeway to like fuck up and make really bad yes. things. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. and that's this, that's Andrew Weber. <laughs> and, and one last quick back to it about this actually <laughs> is that yeah. um, so he was writing this uh, he was writing this musical on this special. Um, piano that he was writing on that would like mm. transcribe uh, or record or preserve all of the music that he was writing as he mm-hmm. was sort of like doing it so he wouldn't have to sit down and sort of like oh. notate um, manually. And what happened was his cat jumped into the piano at one point, like when Stop. he was just like away from uh-huh. it, uh, and deleted all of the music. Uh, originally, so he had to like retranscribe <gasps> or rewrite or whatever all no. of the music. But that was like the universe yeah. saying like, don't, yeah, truly. don't, you don't need it. Phantom is still running on Broadway. You don't That's need this so money. That's so funny. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, don't need this money. Speaking of money, a <gasps> message from our sponsors. And we're, we're back. back. <laughs> with Brandon Hackett talking about Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh my God. So I'm, I'm curious to know, I feel like whenever we talk about like pop stars and just like artists in general on this podcast, we always kind of talk about how much they influenced us aesthetically and just introduced us to like new aspects of our lives. Like I always pick up on like gay stuff in pop music. And as we just talked about, I'm curious yes. though, like did Andrew Lloyd Webber, did anything about his music or his projects as a whole, like influence the way you not only dress, but like aesthetically the way you see the world? Like that, was that like a thing for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, mm. I, I definitely think, I mean, for, for one, yeah, like with Phantom. The, the mask. Yeah. The, the like cape, I very, yeah. that very much was yeah. to me just like the pinnacle of like cool and sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but like as a teenager, you know, like oh. was that ever, yeah. Hmm. I don't know if he, if, if directly any, his work mm-hmm. did, but, um, I will, um, I will say that. His music, so I guess I'll. This is maybe a good place to kind of like spir- to spiral or dovetail back with, like, yes, uh, yes, yes, go off, but, yeah. Um, yes. Because I got so into that type of like music, that sort of like his like mm-hmm. pop opera sort of stuff that got me into like the idea of like rock opera, 
um, which then got mm-hmm. me into like The Who, which is my first favorite like band when I was in Ooh. high school. But then that opened me up to classic yeah. rock, and then that became the thing mm-hmm. that I loved in high school was like classic rock, mm-hmm. um, and that became. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of high school boys in general, like straight boys, love classic yeah. rock, and that music just speaks to them for yes. some reason. Yes. I just. Uh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, was into dad rock as a kid. So <laughs> yes. I don't know if that fully yes. answers the question, but that... Yeah. No, it does. Yeah, yeah. Because I, it, I I, definitely think, like, we were talking about this with our last guest that we, we just interviewed, but, like, um, there is something about, like, kids getting really into, like, classic rock, like, dad rock in high school. And, like, we're, like, wondering, like, is it the angst? And, like, as we're having this conversation, I'm very much realizing that it's, like, the theatrics of it. Like, it's very, like, full of drama. Yes. And I feel like straight boys, like, attach themselves to, like, the bro culture yeah. of it, the culture around it. But, like, queer people, people who are, like, also just, like, more, I don't know, just more open-minded. It feels like there is a genuine attraction and, like, um, uh, pull because of how dramatic the music yeah. is. Like, how yes, sonically totally. dramatic. Like, it, it, yeah, it is, like, it is just musical theater with, like, big guitars and, like, 100%. Like, I, yeah. I can yeah. only, like, for, for a long time, I was only listening to classic rock albums that were, like, rock operas or that had like narratives because that was all yeah. I was just like they have to have narratives I need yes. to be you know yes um, yes I can't yeah. just listen, like, playing mm-hmm. on a guitar uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly it has to have a story I need to know <laughs> yeah 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 like it's so interesting because it's I used to listen to like musical theater soundtracks like mm-hmm. in middle school and I would also listen to like Green Day. Yes. And there was always this feeling of like you're saying, like, even though it's like, yeah, I guess to most they seem like polar opposites. But like, no, like Boulevard of Broken Dreams, mm. like that's a power ballad. <laughs> yeah. like, that's truly he's singing his heart out. And then like that compared with I don't know what musicals I was listening to at the time. Mm. I don't know. Honestly, I think it might have been Lay Miz, which yes. is kind of shocking to admit. Mm. But then you listen to like a song like Oh my God! What's that song that that girl who's she's the girl who who dies and she's singing? She has that Castle, song and she's like he Castle he doesn't love me on my own. Yeah, on my own, on my own. On my own. Mm-hmm. That one, that song, like literally, like those two songs achieve like the same goal for me. Yeah, even though they're yes. different. I I they get the same. Goal, yeah. I get the same feeling. I get the same. I don't know, like visceral reaction. Mm-hmm. I get the same emotional reaction. Like. It's like it's gay, and mm-hmm. I feel like so many straight men—they're obsessed with like. I feel like they use like technique as like a facade to be like, "Oh, I'm interested because that yeah. guy's like a really good yeah. guitar player." And I'm like, "It's like the maybe logic you ju- of it, yeah." Exactly. It's like yeah. they're trying to like make it mathy, and it's like maybe you just like seeing like this person just like pour their soul yeah. out on yeah. stage and be big and mm-hmm. and be emotional. Maybe like that is providing you a sense of yeah. catharsis because you're like, oh, like I have emotions too. Yeah. Yes. But these straight, but these straight men, they they aren't thinking that. Exactly. Because guess they're only thinking about one thing, and that's that's just sex. <laughs> that's just sex. I I I want to know like. So being into musical theater, I mean, uh, my school was really, really big and it was very black. So the kids who were into musical theater were also just into like pop music. Like we were heavy on music, like just very into anything that felt um, 
theatrical and big, but I, I imagine it can be very, not isolating, but there, how many kids are really into like Andrew Lloyd Webber, you know? Like did that, do you feel like that kind of set you apart from other kids or like did it help you find your people? Like, your Oh, people? I think that for sure set me apart <laughs> from a lot of kids. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because I think the running feeling, the running theme of my mm. life or the way that I feel, I think a lot of the time is I feel mm. a little bit like either like an alien or I feel like I'm mm. way older than everyone else. Um, and I don't mean that in terms of like maturity. Which, I just like in terms of like how much you know. You're very wise. <laughs> I don't even know if it's that. I think it's just like yes. in terms of like <laughs> taste and the way you know, like the way I interact with the world. Like I'm, I'm like right. out of touch a tiny bit. Um, and I'm like oh. 34. Like, um, but I feel like I'm like 60 or something. You know. Um, <laughs> There's something very tasteful about that, though. I feel like. And like, listeners should know. Listeners should know. Brandon's saying this, but Brandon's literally wearing the hippest crew neck sweater right? I've ever seen. <laughs> and I like literally hipster like glasses, like, <laughs> hipster glasses, like headphones, like even the few like things I could see in the background. I'm seeing books. I'm seeing framed movie mm-hmm, posters. Sure. I'm like, this, Beats this is not an old sixty year old. Beats. <laughs> I, yes. I I was gonna I was yes. gonna say there are beats, but I didn't know for sure. But I, I got saw them for that free beat. with my computer. <laughs> I saw that beat. And, uh, that's an old Ooh. person deal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a person who is good with money deal, okay? Anyone yeah. is taking that deal. <laughs> Not anyone taking that um, deal. Oh but God. yeah, it's like, because uh, it was like, it took me, so so I was like really into Andrew Lloyd Webber up until probably like grade nine or something. And like, I went to mm-hmm. okay. a different high school than my elementary school, obviously. Okay. Um, yeah. But like everyone in high school was like into like everyone is into like cool music, and I was still hanging on to this like mm-hmm. old fashioned like you know I was s- still like you know like ooh busted for Joan like mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like just really <laughs> out of step. So I think yeah to answer your question again, mm-hmm. I think I think that really kind of set me apart and made me feel <laughs> a little bit like I'm constantly. Yeah. the oldest man in the room. Yeah, especially at that at that age, people like your taste in music, mm-hmm. it's like it's like when you're so young, you don't have that you don't have a lot of things that are yeah. like you can point you to be like these are like this is my career, this is my like family, whatever. Like you mm-hmm. don't have that. So you're like here's my taste in music, yes. here's like the clothes That's I so wear, smart, like ben. you're kind <gasps> You. I'm, can I, I'm feeling smart today. You're saying it's, smart shit. It's because I, I'm literally, I'm eating, I'm eating a protein heavy sandwich. I think. Um, <laughs> sitting with that but no, here's the because the chicken. <laughs> just like a such a well, surprise. The, I, I trust me. I <laughs> the I'm waiting for it to get a bit more room temp because when I got the chicken out of the fridge, it was like cold, and it's like I want it yeah. to be a bit more like edible. You know, I don't need. You both get it. Yeah, but. But truly, it's like when you have bands that you like, and you're like, "Oh well, like I like classic rock." People are gonna be like, "Oh, you, there's that fear of like mm-hmm. you're not cool." Yes. And that that that's like I remember in high school, like it was really like it almost felt like keeping up, being like, "Okay, well, like, yeah. is this still cool? Is like, so is it cool? lame to listen yeah. to this now?" Like, always kind of like look like looking over my shoulder to see like yeah. what other people were listening to. And then the older you get, you're like. And it it kind of like, it it kind of puts you light years ahead. Cause I feel like when I was younger, I was very mature. Like the things that I liked were really like old school. I liked a lot of old music, old aesthetics, like stuff like that. But that's just because like my, my dad was into old stuff. And so like, I, I, I don't know that connected with me in a way. And in high school, I, I never thought that it set me apart from kids, but kids, I would definitely mention like stuff like that. And kids would be like, yeah, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, no one cares about that old shit. Yeah. But, like, 
it, it puts you light years ahead because like when I started having to be in spaces working with other adults and like, you know, like working creatively with adults, everyone would be like, this little girl over <laughs> here is actually 25. And I was like, no, I'm 18. Like, like I just, I just know yeah. the old people shit because I, I think that in elementary school and high school, that stuff hurts. Sure. Like being the odd one yeah. out hurts, but it puts yeah. you light years yeah, ahead. No one ever wants yeah. to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the odd person out. Like you just want to blend in in high school. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. At Cardinal yeah. Carter, were you guys doing musicals there? Yeah, we did. There? We would do like uh, I think the general habit was like one musical every two years, but it was sort okay. of like that habit was sort of okay. breaking when I was there. But uh, yeah, we did uh, mm-hmm. we did the Music Man and we did um, <gasps> Into the Woods in Greece when I was there. Ooh, Into the Woods. Oh, Into the Woods. Oh my God. That Okay, but the Disney version of that musical was frightening to me. I haven't yeah. watched it. Is it so? What's tea on that? Like, it was fr- it was shocking. Shocking. I didn't like it. It was like a dark, and then like, oh my god! I also like for so much stuff happens in that story that's shocking to me. Like Anna Kendrick, the the ba- no, she was in her, Emily Blunt is the baker. She dies. Shocking what? to me. And then they didn't. It wasn't even clear in the movie. She just kind of like fell. And then the next thing they know, they're like, "Well, she died." <laughs> and I was like, "When did that happen?" Well, she did. I you know she did. And I, and I think I think Allison Janney it was the giant. Oh right. Just a lot of that movie I've was frightening to movie. me. But musicals and no, don't Brandon, don't see it. <laughs> but musicals in high school are there's such like if like I wasn't in musical theater in high school, but like I had friends who were in it and I loved seeing the musicals. But there's something so beautiful to me about a high school musical of that, like, everyone performing. Like, you cannot tell them that they're not on Broadway. No. Like, everyone yes. is doing their yes. absolute best. And I honestly think, like, whether the production is good or not, if you want to see an actor absolutely, like, yeah. sweat for it, yeah. look no further than a high school production. Oh, it's so Always. pure. Like, so pure. <laughs> it's so pure. It's yeah. so earnest. And it's, like... They really, it's like everyone, you look at like the chorus people, like everyone yeah. is really like feeling yeah. their fantasy. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Would you get parts or were you, were you, were you a girl? <laughs> That's such no, a I, I got parts. I was, I was... Were you good or were you bad? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, no, it's not even because high school, especially with art schools, casting was always like very odd. Yeah, it's I remember. a weird process. It's yeah. a weird, it's a weird thing. But did you get, did you play I did, roles? yeah. I mean, I, I think when I entered high school, I wasn't necessarily like... I entered it like the drama guy from my elementary school, but I got there and I was like too mm. shy, and it took me like years to warm up. Aww. But I eventually started to get yeah. parts. Yeah. Like um, I, I was like, I thankfully could sing, um, and it was also like I was I was lucky because I had like this voice basically at fourteen, which yes. is like <laughs> weird, <laughs> like uncanny. Whoa. But like uh, people, people <laughs> were really like, hey, you should sing or you should like do some acting and then you're like i'm I'm trying Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. oh my oh i'm trying (laughs) i have a voice where people would say the absolute opposite of that they'd be like you should stick to stuff no (laughs) No. (laughs) also like it's like uh, everyone should be able to do anything and like i don't know (laughs) exactly yeah yeah but that is what because you have a very like your voice is so velvety and bassy as a like if i was a teacher if i was a teacher like and i saw like a pupil with that voice i'd be like you i must foster this (laughs) snatched you up right like do do they do they snatch you up (laughs) uh 
We're setting you up with an agent. <laughs> you have to be big. My boy. Um, yes. My boy. <laughs> My boy. I, uh, Yikes. Well, yeah. I had, yeah. Thankfully, we, we had a, uh, someone who would like do vocal work and stuff like that in our drama program. Uh, and nice. she was really like nurturing and stuff like that. So, yes. Aww, so I eventually sweet. got like, um, I started to get a lot of a like, um, like main, like, uh, what is it? What is what is the word I'm looking for? Like s- mm. standalone singing parts a little bit. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if I wasn't oh, like a lead, I'd get like good. a featured moment, which is fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I love stand. that. I love yeah. that. I am not a singer, but I always love. I always love the idea of a solo. Like when there's a group number yes. and someone pops out and yeah. they just have one verse where it's just them. I'm like, what that must feel like. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, you yeah. weren't in the you weren't yeah. in the um, musical. Were you in the drama program at your school? I was okay. just in drama. I was just in, pl- in playing. So it was a separate program drama. for musical theater. It was separate. Yeah, musical oh. theater was different. Just like yeah, they did. Yeah. Interesting. I yeah. I so badly in high school wanted to go to an mm. art school um, in Brampton, and my dad wouldn't let me because all my cousins went to <laughs> the high school that I went to. And I, I remember being so fucking livid for years that I didn't get to go to an art school because my high school, like we did musicals and we did them well. And like it was a whole like it was a school wide affair where like the art kids would make the props and the set and like the tech kids that. would get credits from like working with us or whatever. But it was a thing where like at an art school you would do like you do a big play every year, which we all we, we did that. We did um, Into the Woods. We did like. Um, like Romeo and Juliet, but then we had to fucking do a play that celebrated our school's 10 year anniversary. So (laughs) listener, let it be known. Brandon just gave the stankest (laughs) face. It was, it was the most stank musical. It was so sick. And it was a Catholic school. So it was like, this is what our school is like. And these are the programs that we have going on. And like kids would come on and like, there was a scene where all the jocks, we were supposed to play jocks. All the jocks came on stage and they sat on these, on the black boxes and then lose yourself started playing. Like that was the way we introduced the athletes. You only get one shot. Like it was so insane and wild. So I I, oh I fucking God. berate my parents every single day for the fact that they made. I me mean, go to that here's the thing though: school. you do a lot of that stuff at <laughs> art school too. It's not like we're like cool oh, sure. like the school. It's from no, fame. it's literally the like, same. Yeah. We're also <laughs> That's a lot what of I the imagine. stuff that you know a lot of the stuff we had to write ourselves. <laughs> and we were children. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> literally, yeah. My school. Oh my God, I. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but every year there was a, our school did a fringe festival, like mm. the drama. We it was called Drama Pro. That okay. was like the the straight theater program, mm-hmm. and we do a fringe festival where like everyone would have to write a play, and then the, a panel would pick the plays mm-hmm. that would be made, and they were all like written by like 16, 17 year olds, mm-hmm. and truly some of the most to this day some of the most wild theater I've ever seen in right. my life has Why? been these student shows, just like. Literally a play, because it's like, you know, if you're a teenager and you try to write like an epic drama, yeah. like what that would look like, it's like literally like three people like killing themselves in the play. Like, like truly the play starts on stage and then guess what? The audience, we're leaving the stage, we're going outside. That's where yeah. the rest of the play is happening. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just so much stuff like that where it was like, oh my God, I did a play where like, this actually wasn't written by a student, it was written by an Oakwood teacher oh where I played like a gay kid who captured his bully and then 
set him ablaze. The play is called oh, Small wow. Stick. Oh yeah, you told me about that. And it truly like that was a plan. It was literally like the whole play was like him calling me like a faggot, and then me being like, "Well, guess what? Now you're the faggot." <laughs> and then I burnt him alive. <laughs> Please tell me you said the second the, the second faggot with like an English accent to really drive the point. Faggot. <laughs> oh my god! No, it was oh it was so god. bad, and I also got doored before opening night, so I did the oh show. No, in no, you get doored so often. I know. Oh my god! Is it because I'm biking too fast, or because drivers are bad? I think drivers are bad. But I think it is. Drivers are bad. Drivers um, are bad. I, but yeah. As, as we get to the end of our recording, I really want to know, like, for other pop stars, it's always so easy for us to be like, oh, this is what we want to see the pop star doing um, before the end of their career, before they die or whatever. Ooh. What do you want Andrew Lloyd Webber to do before his oh. career ends? <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's a very good question. And it can be anything. I would like to see Andrew Lloyd Webber write another sequel to something that does not... Mm deserve or need a sequel, need a sequel. <laughs> yeah so like if he writes <laughs> oh a sequel God. yeah, like, yeah. Uh, i don't know uh, <laughs> sunset boulevard or something like <laughs> a story oh, that is okay. clearly <laughs> okay, over okay. at the end <laughs> It's yeah. done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, my God. But I, I'd be remiss to not ask this question before mm. the Andrew Lloyd Webber episode ends. But, Brandon, how did you feel about Cats, the motion picture? Yeah. We oh, need to okay. talk about it just a yeah. little bit. Yeah, well, I'll try to make this short. I mean, I, I think – I actually – I, I, I um, so my whole – I'm going to say I loved it. I loved it, it too. I loved it. I loved it, say. too, and I, I, I love that it was a mess. I mm. saw it three times oh. in theaters. Um, and I went to see it live like a week before because it was uh, a friend of mine was mm-hmm. in the production, and um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh wow! Um, I, I loved it. I thought it was like absolutely. I, I thought it's a, the best it could have gone uh, for the concept. I have obviously ideas <laughs> for how to actually have make it uh, to 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 make it work. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, you know, the it's a movie that's like hyper literal and like. Gets rid of all yes. the, yes. gets rid of the spectacle, or doesn't know that you can't really translate the spectacle of a stage yes. show to a movie. So like, it needs another mm-hmm. spectacle, mm-hmm. like animation or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, 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 I guess I'm just sort of happy it exists because I feel like for a, a long time my persona in comedy became just out of nowhere. Uh, likes cats or knows a lot about. Cat <laughs> musical, that That's a thing that people still like bring to me. Oh, I love that. That's really funny. Um, and now it's That's like, <laughs> and now I feel like everyone is kind of in on it, even though people are still are more confused yes. now because of the movie. Yes. But I, I feel yes. like now I, uh, now like everyone, it's everyone's thing. So now I don't have to. Everyone's yeah, burdens. I don't have to be the one that's <laughs> uh, Well, yeah, yeah. I, I love that you loved it because for me, it was my first time ever seeing the musical, right. period. Mm. And so the songs were catchy. Magical Mr. Mistopheles, I was singing that for days. They really mm. straightened him I, up, though, in that movie. He's. Mm. They did. Is he supposed to be queer? You, okay, I'm going to give you homework. Uh, you mm. yes, go on please. YouTube, Ooh, type okay. in Magical Mr. Uh, Mistopheles. Okay. Uh, they'll probably have. Um, I'm making it out. They'll probably have a clip from the. Uh, they, they did like a the, the best filmed version of Cats is like a when they filmed the actual show back in like '97, uh, like for like okay. a okay. like a prestige filmed sort of version. Uh, okay. Okay. Watch that and you'll know exactly what I mean. I love... He's like just some sort of like straight nice love... boy in this version. In the stage mm. version, he is the uh, a beacon of queer 
uh, flamboyant. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm glad I know this now because. Okay. Thank you for for Please. setting me straight. Oh, that is, that is so funny that um, they wouldn't make him as queer in the movie, especially in this yeah. day and age. It's like <laughs> it's silly. Well, I love we that you said that. you saw it, you saw it in theaters three times because what I love so much about the movie is when I saw it, it was like, oh my god, I guess so a year ago now over mm-hmm. then, but it was like in theaters, AMC, Young and Dundas. The th- it was like peak like cats like controversy, like everyone's yeah. talking about it. The theater was packed everyone was drunk it was truly like watching like a rocky horror production people were singing along people were clapping after every song and what was so beautiful is like obviously people were laughing at the movie but what was extraordinary when jennifer hudson when she had her moment where she sang um (gasps) brandon i forget the name remind me she gave us grisabella singing memory grisabella memories yes when she sang that the audience Earnestly, when she finished the song, cheered and oh. clapped and applauded. As they should. Earnest. As they like should. It was, Give her her roses. It, yeah. it was so, it was really cool to see it truly. It felt like I had never had like a movie yeah. experience like that before. It's, it was really yeah. fun. It was fun. It's one of those that. rare, it's like maybe one of the purest experiences I've had in a theater where everyone is just like on board with the silly. Yes. Uh, yes. gets them on board with the like earnest element of it. Yes. I will say the biggest laugh I've ever, the biggest laugh. The biggest time I've ever laughed in a theater, sorry, was when Jennifer Hudson was like crying and she had a little bit of she had a little bit of snot. Some woman in the audience is like, "Get her a tissue." <laughs> and the audience lost it. It was so disrespectful. It was so disrespectful, but it was like the audience like when died. I when I, I saw was, it just after felt, that moment, yeah. um, uh, Dame Judi Dench as Deuteronomy, old Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy says, uh, <laughs> "You are my jellical choice." And then someone in the audience is like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I couldn't tell if they were like incredulous because they still didn't understand the concept or if they were just like no yeah. clearly it was someone else they'd seen yeah so clearly it was oh Mr. Mistopheles or I, um, Rebel yeah. Wilson I, I, I just genuinely love that so much of this musical is just silliness for silliness yeah. sake like, mm. like you know I, I, I really do appreciate that and I think more projects like it's it, it. I feel like Andrew Lloyd Webber. His name alone invokes like <laughs> opulence and royalty and being very yeah. stush and proper. But then you see the shit yeah. he makes, and you're like, "What oh, the no, fuck?" He's, he's just a goofy little boy. <laughs> yeah. He's a goofy little boy. He's a goofy little boy. Goofy little boy. Oh, but thank you so much for doing the podcast. Where can people find you, and what do you have coming up? Oh well, thank you very much for having me. This is very fun. Of course. Um, where can people find me? Uh, generally on Twitter, um, yeah. at Brandon Hackett. Uh, that's yes. mostly where I'm doing. I'm not, I don't really have anything coming up yet, although uh, I guess we do have some more like Untitled Blast Sketch Project stuff on yes. the horizon. Uh, and mm-hmm. sorry, what was the last thing that I... Oh, yeah, and like, uh, yeah, you told people where they can find you and... And projects coming up. Great. I think we're good. <laughs> I think yeah. did we cover everything. <laughs> Me too. I was like, what else oh, is there? Are you vaccinated? Like, oh, I don't know. Uh, probably never. Like, at this <laughs> probably never. Yeah, at this yeah, rate, like <laughs> truly. Honestly, we're all moving to the U.S. just to get vaccinated. Yeah. I feel I that know. is the second great, great yeah. migration. Wait. <laughs> Second, um, the second grade. My, what was the first? What was the, what's the first oh one we're referring to? My head hurts. I need to go eat. No, I love it. Oh my god, I'm so excited to eat the second half oh, of the yeah. sandwich. Yes. Wrap, just away. I'm gonna... obsessed with holding this up. Why you're not gonna eat it. I feel like you're just gonna walk around with it all day. Oh I have god. it like as a little brooch. Like... <laughs> Ew! <laughs> the chicken's falling out. 
Anyways, okay. thanks so much again, Brandon. Um, yes, follow Brandon you. on social media. Subscribe to Nostalgic and rate yes. our Review. podcast. Subscribe. Yes. That subscribe. Helps. Leave a comment. And you can follow me at Abaquan, A-B-A-Q-U-A-N, on Twitter and an extra N on Instagram. And you can follow me on Instagram at JK Miss Thing and at Ben Sosa Wright on Twitter. Yes! Okay. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> All right, I guess it's time to say bye. Bye, bye. everybody. <laughs> Thank you. That was so much Love fun. That. I'm glad. Okay, so you've been listening to Abba. And you've been listening to Ben. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.